Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. As cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back in the snake pit. And of course, I'm joined by the Hall of Famer himself. You know who he is. He's the master of the DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, how you doing this fine day? Um, if I got any better, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm looking to make this day better, not just for us, but for all the listeners. Because, dude, uh, this episode is going to be dropping about six days after a big anniversary. It's actually 27 years after the King of the Ring in 1996 and a monumental night that you had your fingerprints all over. Let's see it. All right. This is going to be a good episode. I'm ready to dig in and uh, and we can get moving on it. So uh, before we get to 90, 1996, though, let's just wind the clock back a little bit further. Uh, when do you think, if you can recall, when is the first time that you met Steve Austin? Uh, I believe it was when he came to the WWE. Okay. So right around the same time that you did in 96. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I know that you were with him in WCW in, in 92. Well, I, I met him briefly there, but I wouldn't really call that a meeting. Okay. So now, when you were in uh, WCW 92, was it like, I, I know that you were feeling really kind of disenchanted due to the whole Bill Watts situation. Yeah. Was it just like, I'm just going to fucking go to work. I don't need to socialize with anybody. Or how was it? I was uh, in the midst of addiction, man. And I was... Uh, course for the bill watts thing man that just fueled my addiction i just wanted to i just wanted to get high and forget about what was going on yeah and uh that was bad on me tough time to be sure but man it's uh arne anderson actually just covered it on his podcast Mm -hmm. your arrival in wcw and dude the fan reactions when you're showing up there like you might not have been feeling your best or super up to the job but holy smokes those fans were ready yeah the fans were ready (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i know that you weren't exactly on the same page and i know that in 96 it's you know you weren't exactly feeling your very very best right no in 96 man i was 40 pounds overweight and uh i didn't want to wrestle but i was forced into it of course amazing how that happens Mm mm-hmm you know, they dangle the carrot in front of you and they let you chew on it a little bit. And then they tell you they need you desperately on the road. <laughs> right. Right. And you, no. know what it get, you know what gets me about that? What's that? Is they were still using my ideas and they still wanted me to be a part of the booking thing. 
but they only wanted to pay me for one of them, either the booking or the shows. I would venture to guess that you're making more as a wrestler than you would have been as just a backstage personality, right? Well, yeah, of course. So it's, man. But I'm doing both, but I'm only going to get paid for one. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's fucked up, man. It is. Well, uh, Austin is coming in, like I said, right around the same time as you are here in early 96. I mean. The Rainmaster. Oh, God. Just awful, dude. Uh, it's horrible. I mean, when you're seeing his ring work, though, is, does it seem oh, like a possibility? Yeah, it I, seems like a possibility he could be a big star. Yeah, even my father told me that uh, Steve Austin had what it took to be a big star. And I said, really? And uh, then I started watching him. And when I watched him, I was blown away. So this fucking guy's got it, man. Mm-hmm. My God, they got to do something about this ringmaster shit. <laughs> If they kept him with Ringmaster, he'd have never been Steve Austin. And like they're they're kind of trying to like remake the wheel here with him because you know yes he was stunning Steve Austin in WCW but he was still yeah. like he was an established star back there he had a lot of success in WCW. Yeah, he did. Sure and did. I know that Vince likes to put his fingerprints on shit, but man, some of the some of the stuff they were coming up with. You ever hear that they wanted to name him Chili McFreeze at one point? Chili McFreeze. That was a name that they had on like their list of names for Steve Austin. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And I guess he was going to be like a Batman character. Like, oh like my Freeze. God. <laughs> Just, I mean, so it could have been worse than the Ringmaster. That's hard to believe. I know it. I know it. Well, uh, by just doubling back to WCW a little bit, by 1995, Austin was frustrated with his spot there. And the narrative has kind of become that Hulk Hogan joined the company in 94 and Hulkamania just overshadowed everything else in the entire company. Um, yeah. Allegedly, this is just the story that everyone tells. Hogan's buddies were coming along for the ride yeah. and, and Austin's getting squashed by guys like Jim Duggan in his debut, losing to yeah. Savage and just being overlooked in general. I, I know that you weren't there, Jake, but outside looking in, do you think that there's any uh, fire to that smoke? Yeah, they, they were through it. They made one in there. Just so hard to believe. Like he'd be fired by FedEx, and uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of years later, he's the biggest star in the entire industry. What a fumble! That's great. I love it. I love it when shit like that happens. <laughs> I'll tell you guys, uh, they've got to be looking to management at that point. Like the wrestlers, they're like, "Hey, what the fuck are we doing?" Yeah. Oh, brutal. Well, he's gone in 95, and like I said, 96, right around the same time as you're said to come in for the Rumble, he's there. Um, so I know that you would have a seat in the creative at the creative meeting table, mm-hmm. as you mentioned here. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, something I know our listeners are really fascinated by is, is your time there working on creative. Um, I mean, so you said that your father had put in the good word for Austin, essentially, to you. Are you, yeah. are you coming to Vince or anybody else saying, like, hey, this guy's got it? Absolutely. Absolutely. After I watched him for a while... I went to Vince and I said, this is your next super superstar. And he said, are you kidding? I, I don't see him anything other than mid card. <laughs> That's exactly that? what he said. Mid card at best. Wow. Just hard to believe, man. Uh, it's because, uh, you know, yes, he's coming in with the ringmaster gimmick. But if you watch back that first promo, like he's got a cool voice. He, uh, he delivers a strong promo. He's in great shape. It's like, man, he's kind of got all the tools you would think to make a big Absolutely. start. Absolutely. He was ready. Prime, ready, 
set on go. Now, uh, are you pushing to to work with Austin at that point, or just I was pushing. I was pushing anything to, to have Steve do. You know, Steve was calling me, if not nightly, every other night, and asking me what about this and what about that and what should I've done, what could I have done, different things. He was wanting to learn. He was wanting to know what it, what could get him over the hump. And I'd give him everything that I could, everything that I could. Man, that's that's a question that's coming up later, but let's just hit it now. It's uh, you are an established veteran at this point. Steve yeah. himself is a is a really established veteran. Yeah. Um, but even even with all of his experience, are you kind of like his his guide here in this new territory that you you're familiar with? Yeah, I'm guiding him through the territory, trying to help him out. Pretty awesome that you set him on this path, and now I mean, gosh, look at him all. Even all these years later, he shows up at WrestleMania, and he's the most over guy on the card. Yeah, incredible. Um, so, following a tour of Germany in April 1996, you're back in the states, and you you begin working uh, with Austin around the loop. Before we talk about that, Jake, I've got to ask you about something that will never ever come up on the podcast ever again. Uh, while you were in Germany, you worked with Isaac Yankum DDS, who would soon go on to become the fake Diesel uh, before landing yeah. on camp. What did you think of Glenn as a performer, and what do you think about the Dennis gimmick? I love the Dennis gimmick, man. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I did. I did. I can't, I can't tell you I didn't. But I, I knew that it wasn't a gimmick that would go to the top. You know, it was a ha-ha gimmick. Yeah. You know, and uh, that was a Pat Patterson thing there, you know. Pat Patterson liked to have ha ha gimmicks, and uh, but I knew his work was solid. Um, later on, I would even go to Mexico with him. As oh, that's fake, right. As a fake Diesel, and we spent time down there together. So uh, I just told him, I said, "Brother, just keep doing what you're doing. You'll get your shot sooner or later." How about that? I the last thing I expected to hear uh, today was I like the the you like the Dennis gimmick. Oh yeah, I loved it. Well, I will say that like yep, it's corny and it's cheesy, but like it, his look kind of made it work. He had those like yeah. nasty teeth and just this big oh, yeah. gross guy. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, it's uh, I'm I'm glad that he got out of that and landed on. I like the the fake diesel thing sucked too, so I'm glad he wound up uh, landing on a gimmick that you know would ultimately get the guy in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he, he really hated doing that fake diesel. I I know that Vince can be like vindictive and he wants to kind of get yeah. back at people. And Scott and Kevin had left, and he's like, "Well, they're my characters. I can do it with anybody." That's what he was trying to show him. Well, didn't didn't quite work out. No. Uh, well, while we're talking about bad creative, I have to ask, you know, because you're on the creative team at the time, are you like questioning some of the ridiculous shit or just kind of yeah, going with the flow? I am. And I, it got me a lot of heat, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I questioned a lot of stuff. And um, Vince, a couple of times, he'd just say, okay, that's it. And he'd tell everybody else to go home and say, Jake, stay here. You're going you're to help me rewrite this whole TV. Oh, no. So I would stay and we'd rewrite the whole TV in a matter of minutes. That's all it would take. TV is not hard to write. You just have a little common fucking sense. I don't know what it is about me, but I've always been able to do that. It doesn't take me any time to, to come up with an angle, to come up with anything. It's just God. an act for it I've had. 
you know, whether it be turning King Kong Bundy baby face, who does that? Yeah, I did. On, on paper, it doesn't make sense, but yeah, it no, worked. You got damn right it worked because we made it believable. Man, uh, we referenced it last week on the show. I'm going to hit it one more time here because uh, I'm guessing it's going to make the news. Uh, you on the creative team at AEW, God almighty, it's just thinking about the possibilities. Even like a Rampage, AEW Dark, yeah. if that were still around. like I, yeah. I would just love to see the stuff that you would put together there. I would love to do it. I really would. Uh, but uh, Tony's got a great team up there. They're working their asses off. Mm -hmm. No doubt about that. And they, you know, when when you're part of a creative team, you're going to have some stuff that misses. It's just a law of numbers. Not every one of them are going to be right, but I think it make his life easier, and uh, maybe give him more time to think outside the box. Absolutely. You know, because I can only imagine when he's writing all that TV or at least overseeing all that TV, it's like some things are just going to fall through the cracks. They just right. are. You just um, have to. Right. And, you know, you've got all these different people that are on the roster and there's only so many TV slots to put them into. Um, I, I think that, man, man, Tony Khan, if you're listening, we know you are. Uh, if you're listening, just give just give our man Jake a shot, will you? Um, all right, let's get back on track. You're working with Steve, like I said, on the house show loop. Um, so I've heard you say before in interviews that you were trying to help him uh, kind of find himself, find his character at this time. Right. Well, can you uh, talk to us a little bit about that? Well, I just told him, you know, you got to find something that you believe in. Because every word that you say, you got to believe it. Mm -hmm. You can't go out there and be the ringmaster because you hate that shit. You think it's ridiculous, and it is. And you can't be yourself. Why don't you just be yourself and then up it about three notches? And that's what he did. I've heard him say that on interviews now. He's like, I'm just me, but with the volume turned up to 11. Yeah, exactly. Man, uh, incredible that you had your fingerprints on that. Well, yeah. um, Jake, that same night is the uh, infamous MSG curtain call that you and I have discussed in the past. Uh, you're yeah. working with Austin in the garden on that same yeah. night. And after Austin pinned you, uh, or pinned you, he gets on the mic and calls you washed up and challenges you to another match. And then he pins you again. Yeah. Uh, Meltzer commends you on your professionalism here and getting the young star over. Uh, would that have been your idea to make Austin look so strong in the garden? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't come up with that idea, but I was all for it. Oh, okay. Do you recall who came to you with the idea? No, I don't. It's, I'm sure it was Vince. It's a fascinating era for you uh, because, you know, you're coming in and every single time, I mean, we're going to see it in the clips. Anytime you do anything, it's uh, like I said, I know that you weren't feeling your best, but man, the audience was just all over it. They loved you. They loved when you would hit the DDT and pin anybody. Yeah. Um, they, they would just go crazy when you'd walk out. And But like all of the kind of finishes that you're getting when you're beating somebody, it's almost kind of like a little gotcha at the end after they kind of whooped your ass the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, what's the what's the thinking there? Is I mean, is that Vince? Is that you saying, "Hey, I'll put this guy over and then just get the win"? Or how does that go? It's a lot of it had to be had to do with me being so bad out of shape. Okay, I could I just couldn't go. There was nothing left. When you're forty pounds overweight, your tank is just carrying all that extra weight, and you can't get up and move with those guys. 
So they would, I just, I just had them beat me down, keep me down. Then I would hit them with the hot DDT. Gotcha. So the idea being that like, if you're out of shape, you're blowing up right away and yeah. if you're selling, that gives you an opportunity to recuperate. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. David Crockett and Conrad go day by day through June of 1985 in Jim Crockett Promotions on the latest episode of The Book. The month that the grandson of a plumber arrived. June 30th, Cody Rhodes is going to be born. I mean, his dad wow. is, is, is wrestling with Tully Blanchard in Los Angeles. And Dusty's got to hurry home and rush out of there and get home to Charlotte to see his wife, Michelle, give birth to the American nightmare. It's a special day in Jim Crockett promotions history. Jake the Snake Roberts chatted live with Ad Free Shows members about his Hall of Fame career and a story about Ron Garvin you won't soon forget. You know, everybody's got a tell, you know, so you know if they do that, then here, here comes his comeback. You know what Ronnie Garvin's tail was? His nipples would get hard. <laughs> <laughs> swear to God, man. His nipples would get rock hard. When his nipples got rock hard, man, he was coming to his feet and he's going to beat your ass. Just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you with four levels to choose from. Four. See for yourself why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now, right now, at adfreeshows.com. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, you put Austin over in front of that MSG crowd. Uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about the importance of getting over in New York City? That's that's the one. You might not get over anywhere else, but if you get over in Madison Square Garden, you're set. That's just how important it is. Man, it's uh, you can't really say it much better or clearer than that. That audience, uh, you know, they're kind of renowned as the smart wrestling audience, mm -hmm. and uh, and yeah, if they like you, you're doing something right. Right. Um, well, speaking of the MSG curtain call that night, Triple H was involved in the infamous moment. Hall and Nash are leaving. Sean was the champion, so allegedly, uh, all the heat went on Hunter. And rumor has it that he was originally scheduled to be the King of the Ring winner. And after that night, the plan was changed to Steve Austin. Being that you were in creative, Jake, uh, can you tell us if that was in I fact I don't the case? know anything about that. Oh, okay. So uh, when, it, when it came to your role in creative, is it like, is it kind of like an in and out sort of deal because you're working as a talent? Uh, right, or, right. Okay. I was probably not even there. Gotcha. When that you choice know, was made. Right. I don't think I was at all, no. I see. Okay. Well, uh, do you? They already call... had me. They already had me back out on the road. 
Okay, so like even that night at MSG, it's not like you're hearing all the hubbub no. backstage. You're already just gone. Right. Do you remember hearing about it like the next day or the next time you're at oh, TV? Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, was it essentially all the other talent were fucking pissed about this thing? Yeah, everybody was hot about that curtain call shit. Everybody. I remember Freddie Blassie just fucking losing it in the locker room. Freddie Blassie. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that kind of shit just would not have stood in his Oh, era. my God, man. It made everybody sick. I, I, I love those guys to death, but, man, you fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> that was fucked up. That was fucked up. I know that a lot of fans are kind of apologists for the moment nowadays just because, like, they are popular guys, and they formed NWO and DX, and, like, you know, they became really popular with the fans. However, just putting it into context for everybody, uh, guys like Jake and Freddie Blassie, Gorilla Monsoon, all these people that yeah. have been behind the scenes and been pissed off, that shit just would not have ever, ever happened in that in the, in the previous era. Yeah, can you see Bruno Sammartino doing that? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> with the guy that with the guy that he worked with earlier yeah. tonight, maybe him and Larry Zabisco do that. Oh, could you imagine that? They take like a bow together after yeah. the thing at Shea. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, you know, the whole idea about wrestling in a territory is that you leave it in better shape than it was when you got there. Mm -hmm. And by them doing that, they destroyed so much. Yes, they destroyed a lot by doing that so yeah i know that today kayfabe is like it's not really a thing and you know everybody no, gets gone man everybody gets to look behind the curtain but i mean back in those days it was alive and well and it yeah. was a lot of people viewed that not just as them breaking kayfabe and hurting the business but like hey we're leaving so here's a big fuck you vince yeah exactly i'm gonna piss in your biggest market that's why I can't believe Vince let it happen. Hard to believe. Um, yeah. I know that he uh, he wouldn't wind up giving Hall or Nash the best creative whenever they had eventually returned to the WWE, so maybe that was his little payback. Yeah. Of course. Um, all right, so Triple H is out, is King of the Ring winner, and Austin is in, where he'll deliver his famous promo. So, I, you know, the curtain call, maybe not the best piece of business that ever happened. But, however, without it, there's no King of the Ring victory and no reason for Steve to utter his famous Austin 316 phrase mm -hmm. to you. Um, uh, Jake, without it, do you still think that Steve would have risen to the heights that he did? Oh, God, yeah. It's his work that got him over, not that fucking interview. Mm-hmm. I mean, the interview was sweet and everything, man. But if you don't back it up with the work in the ring, you're history. Steve was a fucking a machine. He was a well-oiled machine, brother. And he could go. And he went. He went. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I think he may have he may have sold less T-shirts without the Austin 316 deal. Yeah, maybe but, not. Maybe but. not. But there was there was no stopping him with uh, his rise to the top of his promo ability, quick wit, man. He had it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, Jake, we're here. It's round one of the King of the Ring tournament, and our first clip this week is yourself against the original winner of that tournament, Triple H. WWF Raw, Hunter Hearst Helms against Jake the Snake Roberts, first round WWF King of the Ring tournament action. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, next week, we what? continue with the first round. Wait a minute, there's oh, no! 
my goodness, I think. I can't believe it. Snake's looking at Jenny. Oh. Jenny, I think Hunter's going to need some extra special consoling this evening. A little TLC. A little TLC. I can't believe that. I thought he had him. He was coming back strong. Whoa. Oh, watch that now. Watch. Oh, no. Look at this, Jenny. The snake. Jake the Snake! Don't tell me he's got... Oh, next week, ladies and gentlemen, join us for more World Wrestling Federation action right here on Raw! Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation, including a snake attacking Triple H's penis. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was just great stuff, Jake. Uh, and, you know, a clean win over, over Triple H. I believe that was Jenny McCarthy who, who wound up being like an internet sensation uh so just a, man what a what a cool moment and uh man it's a decisive victory over a guy who would become you know first one of the biggest stars in wrestling and then and then is now one of the most powerful men in the business yeah it's awesome pretty cool uh what do you remember about working with a young triple h jake yeah it was a pleasure man i had a great time in the ring with him he was willing to listen and uh i, I think i helped him a lot i think i really did i think i taught him a lot I know we wrestled quite a bit when we went overseas too. Oh, did you really? Yeah, in, in uh, Africa. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So uh, at, along the way, is he kind of picking your brain? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he had the blue blood gimmick at the time, which you know wasn't exactly hitting. It was kind of cool though, pretty unique gimmick. Yeah. Um, and he was trained by Killer Kowalski, and you know we always hear that he studied a lot of film on guys like Harley Race, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he had a good look. So, I mean, at, at this time, as you're kind of teaching him and, and bringing him along, uh, do you see that kind of main event potential? In yeah, him? absolutely. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Triple H, he had that he had that knack about him, man. He had that charisma thing down. You know, that's why that's why that blue blood gimmick worked so well for him because he had charisma. Mm hmm. Uh, member of the clique, obviously. Uh, I think he was yeah. a little bit less of a uh, disruptor than than the rest of the gang. Yeah. Uh, no issues between you and Triple H. No, ever? not at all. Not at all. Always got along fabulously with him. How about the, uh, to this day, Jake? Do you still have a good relationship with him? I don't talk to him much, but when we do, we get along great. Hey, man, that's fantastic. I know that you're busy, and, and God knows he's busy, so you can't always catch up. But good that when you do, you know, you guys are at least uh, getting yeah, along well. Absolutely, man. Uh, well, Jake, your next opponent <sighs> in the tournament is a young JBL. Working here is Justin Hawk Bradshaw with Dutch Mantell as his manager. Let's drop in on the final minutes of that match. If anything, I just heard inspiration, indeed, going for him, but no one else in the WFS today. Coming off the rope, no, there's a kick to the chest area. However, didn't slow down the victory. A rangy youngster, and wait, it may be this well. Jake Peppering with a left and a series of right. Jake now, and there's that. Nope. Got from behind. Oh, oh, down to the canvas, and that could spell defeat for Jake this day. Bradshaw showing a great deal of resiliency. Remember, this big, powerful youngster is just this victory away. We're seeing right here this week from colliding with Vader. What a match that would be. Oh, off the rope now, and messing with the Larian. Oh, he put everything behind him. Take a snake, Roberts. Now, go ahead. The grand there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. 
Jake, you know, in listening to that or watching it back, I do have to ask, uh, this is something we've never talked about. Vince McMahon on commentary. Uh, what did you think? I thought he did a good job. Yeah? Yeah. I enjoyed his stuff. I've heard him get criticized as being a little bit too over the top with the way yeah. he like, does his inflections yeah. and whatnot. But he, I don't gets, know. he gets up there. He gets up there. He, he's crawling over with one leg over already. <laughs> there's something i don't know it's probably just because i was a kid at the time it's uh, there's something cool and nostalgic about it whenever yeah. i hear vince on commentary um well jake you recently shared that very video on your social media and bradshaw quote tweeted it with this response jake is one of the best minds ever in the business it was a pleasure and honor to share the ring with the legend so pretty cool uh jbl showing you some respect there yeah that is um, sweet but but rumor has it at the time that maybe you didn't quite enjoy sharing the ring with him. Can you talk to us a little bit about it? Well, you know, I'd had neck surgery. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got me with that clothesline one time, brother, and I went numb for about 20 minutes. Oh, God. Yeah, it was scary. And I didn't ever want it again. You know, there's bottom line, there's no need for a clothesline like that. Mm-hmm. Because you hit me with that, I can't take a good bump. Because I'm going to go numb. I'm trying to protect myself. Right. You know, so I'm anticipating it and everything else. I'm not going into it naturally. I'm not going into it relaxed. So I can take a good bump. But as far as heat, there is no ever no heat between us. Oh, good. Okay. No, 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 no. There was never. I didn't like what he did, but there was no heat. Gotcha. All right, so I mean, you know, this—he's coming at you pretty, pretty rough. Uh, are you now? That let was me his say style. That, yeah, and look—he he, he kind of learned. He's from that Stan Hansen school of like, yeah. hey, lay it in, pal. Uh, but man, some of that shit uh, looks brutal. And to your point, like, if if he's coming at you with a normal clothesline, you can actually take the time and sell it and make it look great. Absolutely. But if I'm trying to check my body parts to see what still works, <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, uh, Dutch Mantel said on his podcast that you came to him to ask him to tell his guy to lighten the fuck up. Any truth yeah, to did. that? Yeah. And uh, yeah. what? Well, was Dutch- Mantel would stir the pot a little bit, you know. Really? Yeah, he was telling the kid, "Lay him in, lay him in." Did uh, Did you have issues with Dutch from the past or something? No. No, I think you- there's always been a little jealousy between Dutch and I. Really. Yeah, on his side. Okay. Well, uh, why do you suppose that is? I don't know, man. I think Dutch thinks he should have been a lot more than he ever was. I don't know. I might be com- completely missing the boat, but uh, he just seemed to be unhappy with the positions he was put in most of his career. Yeah, it's uh, and look, he's he's not shy. He's very outspoken on his podcast nowadays and on social media. He says what he wants to say. 
Yeah. Um, and and look, you're the same way. And uh, if if that's your impression of him, then that's it. You know, it's uh, it's you're welcome to it for crying. I've mean, always liked him, but that mm -hmm. has nothing to do with it. Now, uh, let me sit. Let me ask this: After you have that conversation, like, hey, dude, why don't you ease up? Is JBL willing to, or is he still bringing it? Still bringing it. That's just him, huh? Yeah, I guess uh, so. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, here to tell you a little bit about the nonstop savings happening over here at SaveWithConrad.com. Are high credit card balances holding you down on the card? If you're looking to give a guitar shot to your credit card debt or give your home the push it deserves with some upgrades and remodeling, you need to go to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right, SaveWithConrad.com. Conrad and his team are routinely helping my world listeners save five, six, seven, even $800 a month. Oh, did I mention you get to skip your next two house payments? Take a cue from The Last Outlaw, because if anybody knows how to get the bag, it's me. Strut on over to SaveWithConrad.com today and see how much money you can save for free. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! All right, let's move on to the King of the Ring pay-per-view <sighs> itself. It's in front of a crowd of nearly 9,000 in Milwaukee, and you're pulling double duty this night. Your first match is short, and it's probably a good thing because you're in there with an absolute road grader uh, invader. Yeah. Let's, let's check this clip out. Next is Nick Roberts being set up. Vader has dominated the match. Here he comes up. Again, hesitating just a little bit. Take advantage, Jay. you got to take advantage now while you can. Here it comes, DDT. Yeah, I got it. He got it. Oh, my God. Oh, wait a minute, the official. Vader grabbed the referee going down. He never grabbed the referee. I didn't see that. I think, he did. Did. I think Jake Roberts shoved the referee out of the way. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the referee's decision. Oh, no! Oh, my goodness. You can't pick up Jim Cornette. He's enraged. Wait a minute. You can't manhandle a referee like that. My God, what an episode. Look out! The match is over. Come on. Vader. Here he comes again. There's no reason for this. Vader. Lost this match and the result of a disqualification. He was going down to the DDT. He grabbed the official and brought him down with him. Whether it was inadvertent or not, I guess we'll never know. But the official made his decision. Vader's got a very bad temper, and I don't blame him. He's just been robbed of the king of the ring. He was one of the hopefuls, not an old washed-up has-been like oh, no. Jake Roberts. Wait. Now, wait a minute. Look at this. No, come on. Hurt him. Hurt him. Jake's helpless. He's helpless here. Down. Right into the ribs. Well, he already had injured ribs previously. And what Big Van Vader has just done is totally destroyed Jake Roberts' chance of even going on to the next match of the King of the Ring. He's in no shape to go anywhere except for to a hospital. Jake may have suffered some serious internal injuries. He's holding his side. He's holding his ribs and his lower abdomen here. He's done. And Vader, a real powder keg. Oh, wait a minute. Look at that. He just shipped Cornette back. Vader's in six. He had his heart set on winning the King of the Ring tournament. And now Vader's out of it as a result of a disqualification. He was robbed. Jake being helped back. And you might be right, Owen, uh, Jake the Snake may not be in any condition to continue on. 
All right, so there it was, yourself and, uh, and yeah. Big Vader. My goodness. Uh, so, Jake, you know, you had just talked about here with Bradshaw where, like, you couldn't really sell properly because he was just coming at you. Um, yeah. And uh, you could see when your back is turned to Vader and you're kind of going for the bag, you can see you know he's coming. And yeah. I, you can, like, see you tense up like this big motherfucker's bringing it. He's um, going to mow me down, man. <laughs> right. He's right. going to crush me into that fucking corner. You know, he man. broke my sternum twice. And that would have been after this, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And so, I mean, even at that point, you know, you must have worked with him already because you know, like, Jesus, this this big bastard is going to yeah. bring it hard. Um, I mean, so you're selling the ribs as part of the storyline here. It's limiting your physicality for the main event. Um, and yeah, like we mentioned, he's legitimately going to crack or break your sternum here with a splash. Yeah. Um, and you'll wind up telling the office that you don't want to work with him. Uh, yeah. And, at this point, though, he's got a ton of big star potential coming off of his WCW run. Yeah. Um, did you see a bright future in him with the company, or did you su suspect he'd fizzle out the way that he did? I think I knew that he'd fizzle out. Really? He, he had such a temper. Mm -hmm. you know, he was temperamental, man. I mean, he'd pout. He would actually pout, you know, if he didn't get his way. And that's no fucking way to work. No. Now, a big guy like that pouting, it's just, uh, yeah, God, you know, it's... I mean, he had the look, he had the motor, he could have done it all. But his childish ways got him in trouble. Rumor also has it they were, that they were trying to get him to shake off a couple LBs in those yeah. days, uh, because yeah. he had just had gotten away from him. And it's like, man, it's, I know that a lot of people like to blame Shawn Michaels and they like to blame Vince and say, like, they, they didn't take full advantage of, of Vader. And there's an argument to be made there. However, yeah. I do think that, uh, like, Vader, it's, some of it's got to be on him. Yeah, you're damn right it is. Again, he was childish. Well, your match with Austin is up next, and he's just returning from the hospital due to a severely busted lip at the hands of Mark Marrow. Uh, Jake, what do you remember about this match on, on a night that history was made? Well, they were worried that he wasn't going to get back from the hospital in time. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have made you the immediate winner, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> then I went out and cut the promo on myself. That's right. A lot. Well, a lot of people forget that you set him up for this whole thing because you came out and did a promo where you were talking about John three sixteen yeah. uh, before you went to yeah. the ring. So, yeah. so really, it what he said and what made him all this money with T-shirt sales is really a direct result of something that you brought up in the first place. Yeah, damn right. He was smart enough to grab a hold of it and run. Now, when you get into the ring with Austin here on this night, um, what's what's that like? Is he kind of full bore? Oh, he's good, man. He was good. He knew yeah. how much I could give, and he, he let me go with that, you know. He knew how much I could give. I've always kind of heard about Austin that he's like, no matter what, he's just like move ahead, continuous action, continually coming at you. Are, uh, yeah. are you doing anything to kind of like slow him down? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I leaned on him a lot. <laughs> well hell especially for the second match of the night for you it's like man it's uh you gotta do something to fucking keep him keep him in check um all right well we've got the clip it's our final one of the week let's have a look monsoon has been known to make he's notorious for making stupid decisions <clears throat> come on that's not true oh yes it is he's done it to me i can verify that Oh, Jake's gonna fight with every breath, every ounce of heart. He's got something left in him. Wait a minute. Don't count him out. 
Jake the Snake. Even throwing a punch oh. to Jake the Snake Roberts has got to hurt himself. Even when he's throwing the punches, it hurts. Look Wide open. You can imagine every one of those blows. It's like thunder and lightning right into his belly every time he moves. And look at this. Austin, oh, oh, no. Austin ripping off the tape from Jake the Snake and driving the forearm down into the rip area. What kind of competitor is this? What kind of a man is this? Well, Jake Roberts had a choice. He didn't have to come out here. Yeah, he but you don't have to do this. This Wait is the king of the ring. He'll this do anything it takes Gorilla to win. Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon is coming. He's going to stop this. Well, this one may be over. This one may be over right here now. I think that's the right thing to do. Call it off. Don't let Jake sustain any serious injuries. That's right. Call it off. Stone Cold Steve Austin unrelenting. And if he doesn't stop this thing, I can tell you, Monsoon will disqualify Stone Cold and make Jake the Snake the king. Well, why should Stone Cold stop? He hasn't heard a bell ring. He's fair game until the bell rings unless Jake Roberts wants to quit. The fourth prestigious king of the ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. There it is. There it is. Iconic, iconic yeah. moment in wrestling. Just, man, so cool and so cool that you had the opportunity. Uh, hard to take greater advantage <sighs> of Steve's stardom than WWE did following that, right? No, oh, they did a good job of it. They man. did a good job of it. Man, the shirts and whatnot. I've heard before, though, yeah. that you had you had an idea for a T-shirt that never oh, yeah. came to fruition. Austin's Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill unless thou art pissed. Thou shalt come at thy neck. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife unless she's really hot. <laughs> shall honor thy mother and father unless they're complete jack-offs. Right on down the line. Man, a missed opportunity there. That's a great yeah. shirt. Damn right it would have been. Uh, we might have to make Jake's Ten Commandments for uh, yeah, our Yeah, there we go. Page. Let's give there that some go. thought. Um, Let's Jake, do it. Jake, you've had the opportunity to work with some of the greatest stars in the history of wrestling, including mm -hmm. some of the biggest mainstream stars of all time in yeah. Hogan and Austin. Yeah. Um, the debate among fans all these years is which of the two is a bigger star. So I'd like your opinion, Jake. Bigger Austin. star. Austin. Steve Austin. Yeah. Now, uh, just based on what, popularity? Based on popularity and what he can do in the ring. And – how about his ability to last all these years? He can just yeah. disappear from wrestling, and then he shows back up, and bam, he's a main eventer. Right back he's at it. it. Yep. Um, when you worked with Hulk in 86, your popularity among the fans kind of overwhelmed his uh, when the two of you stepped into yeah. the ring. That put a stop to the whole thing. Here you are 10 years later working with Austin, yeah. and you know while you said you weren't at your best here, the audience still loved you. You're yeah. helping him get over here, but was there any concern yeah. about him getting go-home heat with such a brutal attack on you? No, 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 no. That was good. Mm -hmm. That was a way to do it. Yeah, I have to say, it's it's hard to do it much better than we did. Jake, we're going to hit a couple fan questions, and then we're going to get out of here. All right. Uh, Yambag Jones asks, would you rather 30 minutes with Vader or 30 minutes with Warrior? 
That's tough. <laughs> How about 30 minutes jacking off? How about that? <laughs> that? That definitely sounds like a better option than having to work yeah, one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Well, look, it's Warrior was a goof, but I don't think he's going to fucking break your ribs. So maybe that's that's no. the path. I'd have probably went with Warrior. I could have blown him up. That's right. Lean on his big ass. Uh, well, actually, speaking of Warrior, the next question, Adam Arkpin asks, did Warrior try to approach you at all during uh, this time backstage? Because no. he was back no. with the company, too. No. Never once. No. Man, it's got to just be awkward seeing him backstage and just kind of keeping oh, your yeah. head yeah, down. Bite my lip. God almighty. I'm sure you wanted to crack him then, too. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did, but I didn't. Last question. Michael Hawkins asks, the entire Austin 316 promo is a play on your recent turn to Christianity. Did you take any umbrage with Steve's take on your faith at the time, and do you still currently practice Christianity? Yes, of course I still practice it. And Steve Austin, it didn't bother me, man. He, it's, it's a business. We just played off what was out there. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant, brilliant on his part. No doubt about it. It's, uh, you know, you kind of brought around the, you were the first Danny hero in wrestling, but I think that Steve Austin kind of took the formula that you created and brought it up to a whole new level. Absolutely. Well, Jake, this was awesome. I'm glad we had a chance to dig a little bit deeper into this time in your career that, you know, I know that you get asked about a lot. And uh, for next week's episode, we're doing something a little bit different. You'll be on the road when we have uh, when we would ordinarily be recording. So we've got a legendary standing coming into the show as a special guest host. Next week, we're welcoming Magnum TA to the program to discuss All his right. recent Dark Side of the Ring episode. That will be awesome. Jake, nobody can replace you, but man, Magnum is going to be fun. Yeah, it will be. So take care and I'll see you in two weeks. Yep, Jake Jake is off for the next two weeks, and we'll catch you next time, man. All right, brother. Guys, if you're looking to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic to your product or service, why haven't you gone to advertise with snake.com yet? Jake is a legitimate household name. He's still over like Rover, and you can get him to put over your stuff to the exact audience you're targeting. If you need evidence that it works, just listen to our show. We routinely advertise for the same businesses because they know that what we do works. Head to advertise with snake.com and team up with Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, how many opportunities are you going to get to say uh, you're teaming up with Jake Roberts? Not many. And we're giving it to you over at advertise with snake.com. Jake the Snake Shop.com is rocking and rolling as well. And things keep on selling out over there, like we always bring up. The, that Those two packs of Jake and Rick Rude, they're signed. Uh, it's, it's about as good as you can get whenever, whenever it comes to an action figure and they're available right now at Jake, the snake shop.com. Jake, I know is trying to get more of those in for the shop, but he's going to be running out soon. So if you want to make sure that you add it to your collection, go right now to Jake, the snake shop.com. You got to go out of your way to check out cameo with Jake. It's cameo.com forward slash Jake snake. Here's a review from Tammy. This is my first time using cameo and I am really glad I chose Jake, the snake. He is just as charismatic today as he was 30 years ago. I saw some videos of the other stars that were like 30 seconds or something. Ours was well over that. He really went out of his way to give me a great video. Take a look at the other reviews there and you'll see that everyone feels the same way. Again, it's cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake. Order yours now. We know that summer's almost here and we've got you covered at boxofgimmicks.com. Check out our new tank tops, shorts, and adjustable hats. You're going to love the throwback style that we have over there, and it's a great way to support our show. Again, that's the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. 
Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod for short clips from our show highlights and some exclusive content. We also recently did a giveaway for subscribers there and we'll continue to do those occasionally. So don't miss out like subscribe and hit the notifications bell there right now. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like subscribe, leave us a five star review on all platforms. If you think we've earned it, because let me tell you that helps us out a bunch and helps us to continue to provide you guys with this free podcast here. Just a reminder, you can get the Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It starts at just $9 a month, which is less than $0.15 an episode each month. I think we can all afford that, right? $0.15 per episode. Let me tell you guys, you are not going to want to miss out on what's happening over at adfreeshows.com. Tons of bonus content, interactive chats with your favorite hosts and wrestling personalities. Jake and I just last night as we're recording this did a Q&A there with members and they were absolutely thrilled to be chatting with the legendary Jake Roberts. You can do it too. Head over to adfreeshows.com today. Sign up. Catch Jake on Twitter at JakeSnakeDDT, on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT, and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. Follow me at MarcusPDAngelo on Twitter, and you can follow the podcast at SnakePitPod on all social media platforms. Fun episode today, guys, and we're looking forward to bringing you some fun new content next week right here on The Snake Pit.